From Microsoft New Zealand, I'm Daniel Larson and this is Azure Lunch, a podcast about Microsoft Azure in short digestible chunks where we discuss cloud computing from a Kiwi perspective with architects, engineers and technical specialists from around the world. Azure Lunch is sponsored by Microsoft FastTrack for Azure, a team of engineers and program managers dedicated to helping you to be successful in Azure. Learn more at azure.com slash FastTrack. Tiago, how's it going, man? Good. Awesome. Yep. Thank you so much for joining me on the Azure Lunch podcast. Um, we are teammates working the same team. It's been awesome to get, you, get to know you over these last few days at Build, where we both are right now. Uh, first of all, can you introduce yourself and, and you know, what's, what's your name, what's your role at Microsoft, and what do you do? Yeah, sure. So my name is Tiago Barbosa. I'm one of the fast-track engineers based out of Portugal. So uh, focused on mostly on DevOps, uh, AKS, containers, so everything mostly related to, to development. Mm -hmm. That's what I what I do in the team. Yeah, great. Yeah. Awesome. And, and we're peers on that team, and um, yeah. I'm pretty new to the team, but it's, yeah, it's been great to learn about that. I mean, fast-track engineering is, is interesting. We're, we're part of the Azure engineering team. Can, can you talk more about how about that relationship and that how that works for our customers? Yeah, so so we are part of engineering, but we still work with customers, right? So we are like a field part of uh, engineering, So which is interesting because we have a direct relationship to the different product teams, so we have close uh, interaction with them, uh, but still we are customer facing, right? So we work with customers daily, customers from all around the world, which makes it a little bit more interesting than just working on products. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. I, I love the field, um, you know, the customer facing aspect of it. Yeah. And certainly, we see a lot of different stories, don't we? Yeah. We've been doing a, um, I guess a, a bit of a roadshow here, inviting customers to come in and do architectural design sessions with us, and yep. boy, it's been great variety and really interesting stories. And, uh, yep. it's, it's a great part of the role. So, and you're based in, in Portugal, so you're Portugal, in Lisbon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm in Lisbon, so the team now. When I joined the team, we I was the second person from Portugal. Yeah. Uh, to join the team, and now we are seven. So we are five engineers. Well, actually, four engineers, yeah. two managers, and now uh, another engineer that moved from being an engineer to part of the readiness team of, of, of uh, Fast Track. So, and part of a, a wider European team. Uh, part. So she's now part of uh, the hub. Yes. So basically, the part of our team that designs the program itself. So that changes and decides what's happening next. Got it, but okay. your, your team in Portugal, you're oh, part yeah. of a wider area. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. we have people in the UK, France, Germany, we have people all around Europe, and yeah. basically we cover the entire Europe. Yeah. Basically. yeah. Awesome. So um, how, did you get in, how did you get into Microsoft? Tell me, tell me about your story. Where did you come yeah, from? Yeah, so basically I joined Microsoft almost 10 years ago. So I was in college and I was a Microsoft student partner and I was already doing a lot of workshops around Silverlight at the moment. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so, and that's what, basically I got an invite from the uh, um, evangelism team, so DX team. Really? Yeah, to join as an intern. Cool. And yeah, I joined Microsoft as an intern. Yeah. And well, then I've been through multiple roles, working with partners, customers, working in pre-sales, post-sales, and whatever yeah. you can imagine. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've worked a lot with Silverlight and Linux Phone and all of I'm those. I'm gonna have to knock off the Silverlight jokes though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's cool. Um, okay, and what's it like being a you know starting as an intern at Microsoft? I guess yeah. you, then you went on to what we call our Mark program. Yes, program, is that right? Yeah, so as a graduate, yeah. that would be right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what was that like? 
uh, it was awesome. So the Mac program is something that I really love. I, I still do mentor a lot of Macs. Do you? Yeah. So it's it's a really great program. Not only so it does not focus on the technical side uh, yeah. of the learn of our learning path at Microsoft, yeah. but it focuses on the soft skill side, which is awesome. And and you get uh, much faster ramp up uh, yeah. in the company that a regular employee does, so, which is awesome. To me, my view is uh, our, our marks, our graduates, just are held in such high esteem at Microsoft, and, mm -hmm. and you know, we, yeah. that program, we, we just get some incredible talent, and end of you know, made really good friends who've come through that program, and are yeah, now exactly. you know, just doing amazing things globally. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, is that something you would recommend to? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you have a chance to go, so if you are coming out of college and you get the chance to go into a Mac program, yeah. Just do, do that, and if you don't have the chance to be a Mac, just try to hang out with Macs and, and understand uh, the chances that, that they have been given, right. and try to learn from them as yep. well. So we learn a lot from others. So that I would, if you don't have the chance to do that, just talk to them and yeah. see all the trainings that they they have been through and yeah. all of the the different tips and tricks that they can provide. Yeah, awesome. So, I mean, kind of on a, on a tangent to that, well, I mean, we're at Build this week in, in okay. Seattle. The thing that struck me about this conference is the diversity, and I, I don't just mean of gender and of race, I mean also of ages yep. and, and of skill levels. And I went, just spent some time just hanging out in the student center yesterday, which is just this awesome space where people are, you know, building IoT gadgets, and, yep. you know, or hanging out playing cards or, you know, learning how to code. And then it just, it's so good to see programs that are that are driving you know just encouraging students and young people to, to get into IT and feel part of our community I just think it's, it's tremendous yep yep and obviously that's you know as well as all of the amazing announcements and, and technology that we've been a part of we're, we're on the last day of, of three today just rewind re taking you back to Monday and Tuesday and, and today what what have been the, the standout and the highlights for you uh, well, I would say, so first of all, and not looking into the technical stuff, I would say that, so Build This Year basically kind of uh, had this new initiative where we basically invited not only the participants from Build to join us, but yes. also to bring their children. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that. Yes, I did. Uh, so a lot of kids also show, showed up in, in the event, which is, which is awesome. So that, that is something that I really enjoyed seeing. Um, another thing, so on all of the all of the announcements, um, basically, so I would have to to, to mention so the announcements around uh, Azure Functions, AKS. So I really love our yeah. Kubernetes platform, yeah, and all the new things with uh, Windows uh, Windows pools and mm. all the, the multi node pools and all of that. Uh, the new subsystem. Yeah. On, on, oh man, on that's Windows. one of my favorite announcements. So, the terminal. So all of those features are really awesome and show that we are not the Microsoft that we were exactly. some years ago, right? Yeah. So we are completely embracing the, the community and we are listening to what our customers and partners are telling us yes. to do and we are adapting to it and very fast. We are adapting very fast and this is a also something that we see the, that we see the company and as employees we see that the company is much more agile than it was in the past yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah it's awesome to be part of this yeah it is isn't it i yeah. mean just picking on that terminal example yeah. the other thing i think is remarkable about that is we're actually building a windows feature in the open 
an open source. Yep. I checked that repo this morning. I mean, that was you know made public yesterday. It's got twenty four, had twenty five thousand stars. I yep. mean, uh, you know, just I think there's a real courage in a team to build a, a Windows feature in C and open source. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't get released yep. until June July. I just that's really significant when you look at the history of the Windows team and then where they've come from. So all that stuff's good. Yep. So I know you're a big Kubernetes guy, and I'm I'm just learning yep. about Kubernetes. So let me uh, <laughs> let me probe you on a couple of things. So what did we announce in, in uh, in terms of Windows workers, what was the announcement? Yeah, so basically we announced uh, uh, basically the uh, Windows Server Container Support, and we uh, announced also the the so that was already uh, up and running. So a couple of weeks back, we yeah. showed some information around uh, uh, Windows uh, containers. Right. Now we have the Windows Server Node support that will allow us to have clusters with well different pools where you can actually have an AKS cluster that runs both. Nodes on Windows, right? And loads of um, have a different node pool that runs uh, Windows. Yeah. And so you could have this very hybrid environment where you can just choose where to push your so that's, containers to. That's really interesting. So I mean, first of all, yay, we've got uh, multiple um, node pools, pools, which yeah. is obviously crucial for that. And I guess it's good practice, best practice, probably crucial in this case to to group similar nodes together in, in a node pool. And yep. I guess there's a now you've got a, a Linux. You might have a Linux node pool. You've yep. got a Windows node pool as well. So I guess that's a crucial infrastructure to make that. Yeah, and it was a. Um, so we we have hey a lot of customers. We have a lot of customers that are using uh, that are using uh, mostly or migrating their applications that .NET, that .NET Core applications into uh, uh, into Linux containers. They are moving their applications into Linux containers, but we still have customers using .NET framework that don't want or they cannot afford at this point in time to move the applications to .NET Core and run it on a, on a lean Linux container. So that's where we see uh, the advantage and we had to ask for multiple customers to have Windows containers as well mm. supported on IKS. And that's, um, it, it's in preview, but it's something that we have right now. So I mean, how does that even work? Does that mean that we've got um, Cube Control, I guess, uh, running as a Go executable on those Windows hosts? Uh, yeah, so the kubelet part, the not the kube control. Oh, kube control is uh, like yeah. the client tool, but uh, the kubelet the is running on uh, on Windows nodes. And there are some limitations still. If you are talking about things like service mesh yeah. uh, and all of that, there are some things that just don't work on Windows nodes yeah. yet. Okay. Uh, but that's why it's still in preview, but it's something that we, we are working on with the different uh, providers as well. And if the direction of our customers are starting to use Windows containers a lot, well, they have to follow as well. So that's part of the process, not only for Microsoft to follow, but yep. also Microsoft to guide other providers uh, as well uh, yep. in what direction should they, should they sure. invest uh, their time. And I just think that's going to help tremendously our, our customers who are modernizing and they're probably still in that process yep. of modernizing and Windows containers are a pretty good option in terms of, you know, that that migration and that modernization and maturity mm -hmm. process. So that's really good news. Yeah. In, uh, I mean, I've got a different view in, in New Zealand. This is a New Zealand podcast, but what, what's exactly. the view from, in terms of Europe, in terms of, I guess, you know, Kubernetes maturity, regardless of AKS mm -hmm. or AKS engine and that sort of thing? I mean, how, how would you describe its adoption as, a, as an orchestrator and what are your thoughts or feelings around that? Yeah, so, so uh, I was, to be honest, I was expecting uh, a lot more interest to uh, on AKS from 
well, new companies like startups right. or these more agile companies. Yeah. The fact is that we are having a lot of enterprise customers interested in AKS in Europe. So like um, companies that work on like banks or uh, that work on a, on finance industry or healthcare or something or other like more traditional industries, mm -hmm. they are looking into AKS as well, into containerizing their applications. They see the advantages of doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, and Microsoft provides a very, so our approach with Kubernetes and the integration we have with virtual networks and with the enterprise uh, is actually really good. It's getting better. Mm -hmm. There are still some things that we that we need to, to work on and they are being worked yes. on. Um, but yeah, Kubernetes is evolving a lot as well, yeah. so we need to keep up with the new things that are coming. It's not only about what we support on AKS, but we need to uh, be aware of what's being developed in upstream. Yes. Um, so, but we are seeing a lot of interest from these more traditional uh, uh, industries as well, which is which is interesting. And, and I don't know if it's just in Europe, uh, but I, I'm very surprised. That, that that's happening. Yeah, you're right, and I guess the attraction is you know having you know a lot of those uh, larger customers have large amounts of compute, you know VMs yep. and nodes, and, and it's a it's a great orchestrator for managing resources yeah. across those those pools. Yeah, exactly. And we we yesterday we also announced uh, managed OpenShift in in Azure. Wow. Uh, so Satya actually went to the Red Hat conference, and yeah. this was a like a, we release this to the world uh, together with Red Hat. This is an um, engineering effort from both Microsoft and, and Red Hat. That's huge. Uh, so it's it's a huge thing. And I, I think that we have a lot of uh, customers already working with Red Hat as well. They were interested in moving to, co to containers. And eventually, OpenShift can be a choice for them instead of AKS. Yep. But well, they're both running in Azure, right? So yeah, uh, we will. Uh, as fast track as well, we will help them uh, move there. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, and <clears throat> I'm not sure every, any. Um, I'm not sure a lot of people understand Microsoft's involvement in the Kubernetes community. I mean, we are major contributors to that. Yep. to that repo. Uh, we haven't forked it. We're actually you know, contributing to the Kubernetes project. Um, mm -hmm. One of the founders of Kubernetes, Brendan Burns, works for Microsoft, and exactly. we've, we've done some pretty cool contributions uh, to that ecosystem, including. Yep. Virtual Kubelets, is Kubelet, that yep. Yeah, yeah. Incredible project. Yes, and, and that in Virtual Kubelets uh, is also, a, well, it's a very interesting project that will allow you to, for burst scenarios mostly. It's, 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 yep. it's very interesting. Um, basically, you just connect Azure Container Instances into your AKS cluster and will allow you to scale a lot faster. Um, so it's a very interesting project. And, and this, once again, is, is something that uh, our product team has been working with CNCF and working with engineers from Google, AWS, other cloud providers, yeah. uh, and well, other companies. And it's 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 an awesome job from from Microsoft as well. Yes, yeah. it's something that we wouldn't see probably like five years ago, or eventually, well, five ten years ago. I don't know, uh, but. Yeah, we see it now. Multiple teams are doing this, working with other providers, with other companies to, well, basically create something that everyone will use in the future. So we are part of all the decisions that are made in technology for the future. Microsoft is a big part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I awesome. think 
You know, that's that's what you see when you see a truly engineering-driven organisation. Yeah, exactly. Where it's, that, you know, as an engineer, for me, it's just logical to want to have that sort of level of cooperation yeah, exactly. across the yep. across the different um, you know vendors and communities and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's great to see. Yep. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, it's been a really uh, fun talking to you. Thanks very much for taking time out of You're your welcome. busy day and enjoy the rest of building. Looking forward to talking one day again. Yep. Thanks, Thank Jack. you so much for the invite. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Azure Lunch is sponsored by Microsoft FastTrack for Azure, a team of engineers and program managers dedicated to helping you to be successful in Azure. Learn more at azure.com slash fasttrack.